My name is Annie Lobert, and I'm a champion survivor of trafficking to tell you that God can heal you from any hurt that's ever happened to you. If He can do it for me, He can do it for you too. Hi, friends, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we invite presence, inspire purpose, and ignite passion in people's hearts with God's love throughout the world. And of course, cyberspace television and social media. I'm so excited today. Not only do we have a different type of format, you see my little friend here, I got a little microphone. I have a very influential, special, sweet, adorable friend in the studio. I'm not going to call him Santa Claus, but he (laughs) does remind me of that. His name is Jeff Brodsky. And he is the CEO and founder of Joy International. And I'm so excited because Jeff doesn't have shoes on today. And there's a number that I'm going to share with you, 4861. And I will let him tell you what that means. Jeff, welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. And thanks for coming, flying all the way to see me with your presence and your little foot and your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little bare feet. We've got some stories, don't we? Can you you tell me, first of all, why 4861? What is that? Well, first, let me say it's really a blessing to be here with you. Um, We've been talking about this for a few years, actually. Yes. So it's good to finally be here on yeah. the pink chair. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the pink chair with you. So I, it's just good. It's great to see you. Yeah. So thanks for having me. You too. Give me an opportunity to share my heart and uh, passion and uh, the work that we do. Um, but 4861? Yes. 4861. Spill your guts. 4,861 days ago. Woohoo! <clears throat> it was July 19th. <laughs> 2010, I was at a garbage dump in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and uh, we were there searching for children that live in the dump. Yes. And they live there because that's where the fresh food is. Yes. So uh, we were there uh, trying to get them out. They run. They they don't want to go near adults because of fear that they're going to be snatched by predators and sold into brothels. They're already aware of that. How how old are these children? Oh, there were children there probably as young as five, six, seven, eight years old. And they already know that adults are bad. Yeah, I would say the average age there is probably about 12. But uh, as young as probably five or six, you know, brothers and sisters. And so they're they, running, they're running free and they don't, do they yeah. not have a home? Their home is at the bottom of the garbage. You know how the garbage piles yes. up? Well, as it settles, they'll actually burrow holes and live inside the garbage. Oh my gosh. And the reason they live in the dump is because the fresh We need food, to have a visual of this. Well, that's where that's where they live because again the fresh food is there when the when the dump trucks uh come, when the the garbage trucks come and dump the the garbage, they converge on top of the the heap of garbage to try and get the freshest food. Right, right. Half-eaten banana or a piece of chicken or whatever it may be. Well, we were there with bowls of chicken and rice uh, trying to... Not half-eaten food, real food that has not rotten yet. No, and we tried to coax them to get them out. Um, I was working along 
uh, with a couple of other organizations that we partner with there. And uh, um, I noticed that there were probably about 15 or so children, and I noticed that they were all barefoot. And when I went back to my hotel room that night, I couldn't get the picture of those uh, uh, bare feet out of my mind. I constantly talked to God, and I had a conversation with him that night, 4,861 days ago, which as of today is probably about 13 and a half years. And I felt that he was impressing on me to live barefoot in solidarity with impoverished and trafficked children. You know, a lot of the children, when they are uh, sold into the brothels, one of the first things the brothel owners will do will take their uh, whatever footwear they have to make it more difficult for them to run. Yeah, because there's glass on the street <clears throat> and sharp right. objects and sharp rocks and, you know, bugs so they want and them, feces. They want them and... barefoot. Wow. So, you know, when God asks you to do something, Annie, you only have two choices. Yes or no. <laughs> there's no maybe. Maybe is a non-word that should be thrown out of the dictionary. What does maybe mean? Maybe to me is a synonym for the word no. How about I'll think about it, but it might never happen. No, uh, maybe means no. Yeah. If I ask you to do something, you say, well, maybe. Maybe means scared. I don't have yeah, the answer for which you. Which means no. It's e And it's even biblical. It says, and, and, and let your yes be yes. And I'm afraid to tell you yes. the truth. That's why he said, lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Yeah. And he says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. So when he asked me to do that, I'm, you know, immediately I start thinking, wait a minute. I live at over 9,000 feet elevation in the mountains of Colorado. When I left my house, there were inches of snow there already. And uh, I thought, what would I do in the winter? And I felt that he was, he gave me this warm feeling that as long as I'm not foolish, that he would take care of me. Right. You know, 13 and a half years, I've never had one infection. I've had many cuts and bruises, Whoa. but not one infection. Um, and it's been that long. So hey. I remember when I went home, I, by the way, I took off my shoes and socks. I put my socks in those shoes. They're still in those shoes in my closet. I remember one night at dinner, my granddaughter was with me, was uh, having dinner with us. She said, Papa, where are the shoes that you wore that you took off that day? And I said, they're in my closet with the socks still in them. Uh -huh. She said, no, they're not. I said, come on, I'll show you. And she was so amazed that they were. But I have not had a shoe or sock on my feet in 4,861 days. No matter where I am, I, I've been in uh, I've been in Alaska at 19 below zero. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, uh, three weeks, I'll be in... Uh, India, Nepal, uh, when actually walking on the hot pavement is more painful than walking oh in the gosh. snow. Oh my gosh, in Vegas. <clears throat> when you were here last, I mean, you got to see a destiny house with your right. wonderful wife. Was it hot? Do you it, remember? It was hot. Yeah. Because uh, I remember it was hot because I remember we went to Death Valley after we uh, left you and it was like 119 there. Oh. And I, the bottom of my feet uh, uh, burnt and it was, it's wow. more painful on the hot pavement than in the snow. Uh, some of the places that I've been where it was really painful. But, you know, when, if I ever, if I'm walking somewhere and I have pain, which happens quite a bit, I immediately think, it's like when we do the, the, 
the the uh, barefoot mile walks mm-hmm. that we do all over the mm-hmm. country. Uh, a lot of times people get bad blisters or they'll have pain. And I'll say, you know what? Within a, a day or two, your pain will go away. The pain that these children experience every time they're ravaged by these animals um, that abuse them uh, for their sick pleasures will stay with them until someone sets them free. So that's my reminder that there's a reason why I'm doing this, that God called me to do this. Yes. Uh, That hopefully, I don't do it for attention. I do it to hopefully motivate people to action. Uh, If it motivates even one person to action, then it's worth it. Because people ask me, when are you going to stop? I'll say when one of three things happen, when God says it's time, right? when the last child is rescued, or I'm dead. Yeah. I said, again, and this is what I shared with uh, Gail, uh, my wife. I said, hon, as long as my going barefoot will motivate one person a year to action in a way that could set even one more child free, then I'll go barefoot for the rest of my life. And it's been that way, 4,861 days. People think that because it's been so long that I've embraced the barefoot lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I hate being barefoot. I do. I'm barefoot out of, for one reason, I'm barefoot out of obedience. Because people say, you've made such an incredible sacrifice. I have not made a sacrifice at all. I am simply being obedient to what I believe God asked me to do 4,861 days ago. And and that, again, is scriptural because it says in the, in the scriptures that obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's how I see it. It's just an act. And then people will say, why would God ask you to do something so foolish? And this is my answer to that. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Yeah. I just know what I heard. Yeah. And again, you could always back things up with the scriptures. It says in the Bible, uh, in Corinthians, the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Mm -hmm. So so that's how I have to look at it. Mm -hmm. God had a reason that that he asked me to do this. Um, And it was just a matter of me saying yes. Yeah, obeying God is... It's hard sometimes. I was going to ask you a real specific question about the bare feet. Because right now I see that you have a little Band-Aid on your third toe. Oh, I do. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Do you remember what happened there? Just a, 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 there's a, a bad cut on top oh, of it. I see. And there was a lot of uh, blood. Right. So... Did you hit your toe on something? I did. When you were walking? Yep. Do yeah. you have, do you have tetanus shot? <clears throat> I do. To be safe, I would. <clears throat> I do. Um, I used to love, just so you know, going barefoot. We talked about this before when I first met you. One of my fondest memories is grounding, which they call it grounding yep, nowadays. they do. And I loved running down the street, on the sidewalk, on the pavement, and barefoot. It just, it just felt so good, but I loved doing it on the grass mm-hmm. because the grass cooled your feet off, and it felt like a nature's carpet, you know, nature's <laughs> carpet, right? And so my mom said to me, well, you're lucky you're not in California, Annie, because in California, they have black widows. And I was like, oh, and I'm thinking, well, <laughs> just that. In <clears throat> Vegas, they have scorpions. <laughs> but the scorpions don't come out, but at nighttime, right? So 
what I was going to ask you was when your feet get cold, do you, when you're, you know, in your bed and you're, or you're watching television, if you do it all, or you're sitting around on a nice comfy couch, do you sit Indian style or I don't want to say, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, uh, yogi style, like ever to, uh, touch your feet or cover them up a little bit if they're cold. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit where my foot would go underneath yeah. one leg or the other. Sure. Um, you know, of course I could use a blanket. Sure. Uh, depends which on is, which I'm. is probably uh, really neat, comforting. And, and you know, what's, what's really cool is, uh, God's blessed me with the most incredible woman. Uh, you know, we've been, we just celebrated our 49th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank When's you. When's your anniversary? <clears throat> October 27th. Okay. Uh, we celebrated 49 years together. And God knew. Uh, he had to know because when it snows, and it just snowed this last week, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, when I left my house uh, uh, early this morning, there was four inches there. And what Gail will do. And I said, hon, you don't have to do this. She said, yes, I do. She will sleep, sweep a path to the car. She'll turn on the engine. She'll put on the heater, put a towel on the floorboard. And a, a friend of ours gave us this rice bag. It's a bag just oh, filled with rice. Brilliant. And you put it in the yes. microwave yep. and you heat it up. Yeah. And oh, baby. What what a great <laughs> feeling. so nice. Yeah. And then, and then it stays warm for a while because <clears throat> yep. it's on the bottom of the heater yep. of the car. So it, yep. it's like a comforting. Oh, it's great. Like, I love to drive now. You're mm -hmm. like, I'm good driving now. Mm -hmm. Like I have my little pillow, my foot pillow. Um, how about, and we'll make this about the feet right now because it's just really interesting. Sure. Uh, we have 12 minutes left and okay. then we'll go on to another subject and we'll, we'll do part two. Cause right now, everybody, this is part one, just so <laughs> you know, I would love to know about your, uh, foot hygiene. Do you ever get, uh, pedicures? Okay. Number one, number two, do you ever get, do you ever soak your feet in a nice bubbly bath with salt and you know, all those good things. I do. Uh, it's interesting. That brings up uh, the question. When I, when I speak around the country, I always open it up for questions. I, I can't remember a time where someone didn't say, what do you do when you go into a restaurant? And this ties in with what you oh, just Oh, that's good. That's good. And yeah. I said, well, when I go into a restaurant, I eat. And I'll say, what do you do? And they'll say, no, seriously, what about no sho shoes, no shirt, no service? Uh -huh. I'll say, this is how I handle that. When I go into a restaurant, I don't make, I don't try to bring attention to my feet. If I'm walking in with my wife or my family or friends, um, I'll, I'll try to walk behind them where it, to hide it. Right. Because I don't want to bring attention they're, to they're it in the public you. like yes. that. Yes. To embarrass, I don't want to embarrass my uh -huh. family and friends. But invariably, someone will come up to me and say, sir. Could be the manager, could be a, a waiter or waitress or hostess. Sir, do you have shoes? It's always the same conversation, Annie. If I had shoes, I'd have them on. No, I don't have shoes. <clears throat> I'll, I'll say why. What it's size are you? <laughs> I, I, I'll say why. It's important that I say that because the next thing, I know what they're going to say next. And I say, well, because it's a health code violation. Now, the next thing I say is important. I'll say, really, is that the only reason? And they'll say, yes. I'll say, then we're good. Because in my little bag that I carry, I have a copy of a letter. I even have one for uh, Nevada. I have one for every state in America uh, addressed to Dr. Jeff Brodsky, 
from the director of the state of Nevada or whatever state I'm in that says there is no health code code violation. There's no rule, no law, no regulation. And I'll say to the person, think about this. The bottom of your shoes are dirtier than the bottom of my feet. Yeah. Because all the stuff that you walk on every day. We don't wash our shoes. You're not going to do what I'm going to do when I get home tonight. When I go home tonight, whether I'm in my house or in a hotel or wherever I am, I do the same thing every night. You have a routine. 365 days a year. Tell me your routine. First thing I do when I'm home is I kiss my wife. Okay. And then I'll say. That's a good routine. And then I'll say, I'll see you in a minute. (laughs) I go into the bathroom. I put my feet in the tub, soak them. And then I have antibacterial soap. Yeah. And I scrub them. And with that's a, that special kind from the hospital, right? The hibis with hibiscus on it or? Well, I don't know what it is, but it's antibacterial yeah. soap. Right. That I put on a loofah uh-huh. and I'll scrub the bottom of my feet every day. The bottom of my feet are cleaner than the bottom of your shoes. And the guy will say, well, I never thought of that. You really have a letter? I say, would you like a copy of it? And then I'll say, are we good now? Say, well, well, yeah, I guess. And many times they'll say, I'd like to see the letter. I'll say, well, you want to, I can show it to you or I can email it to you, text it to you. Sure, sure. But in all these years. You have them all your folders. (laughs) There's only, there's only been, from my memory, I think there's been four places Mm -hmm. where they still insisted Mm -hmm. that I, that I have uh, footwear and I don't want to eat in a place like that anyway, that's going to treat me like that. So, but that's how I handle that. And as far as, you know, the, the sanitary part of, you know, my feet, that's, that's how I handle that. Wow. So, but yeah, the bottom of my feet are nice and squeaky clean. Do you ever get, uh, and this is just a, not just the hygiene part, but dry because in Nevada and you live in Colorado, right? I do. So it might be a little different in the window. I think you guys might have dry winters too, where your feet crack and that's, that might be a little scary, right? Um, that, I've never had that problem. Uh, that I can... mine crack when I wear sandals. Mm-hmm. They have special parts in the balls of my feet where the toes are. It cracks sometimes. It gets so dry. And I know that the solution for that is with the pedicure that you I'm scrubbing off the extra skin cells that are accumulating mm-hmm. on my the bottom of my feet. So well, that is that ever a problem? No, not that I not that I could remember. And again, you know, I use this, you know, great antibacterial soap or that might be preventing it and also continually shedding moisturizing yeah your skin constantly shedding the cells Mm -hmm. not building up maybe possibly saving your feet from building up a like you know you play guitar my husband plays guitar so he has calluses on his fingers and i'm assuming because you're going barefoot Mm -hmm. that is it potentially developing calluses People that's have, another that, good that's question, probably, right? That's probably the, one of the two questions that I'm asked the, the most is after the uh, the restaurant is, you know, uh, the bottom of your feet must be really calloused. I said, the calluses stopped within the first year. I said, the bottom of my feet are now uh, almost like leather. Uh, they, they've become really tough. I, I know now I can walk on surfaces that are much rougher than I could when I first started. So your uh, body's adapted. <clears throat> sure. That's incredible. Yep. That's uh, can you lift one of your feet, sure. feeties up? Yeah, they look the skin looks different. They're, they're pretty tough. That it looks like a 
Like there's a coating on the bottom of your foot. Yeah, other people have said that too. I don't know. I, I can I just, tell. There's like a. It looks like a glass coating. I'm not I kidding. Know. You. I just. I just go with the flow. Like it's it's a little see through. Because mm -hmm. if I showed you my toes, you don't want to see them right now. Anyway, I need a, a pedicure, but they do not have that coating on them. <laughs> you asked me about a pedicure before. I remember the first year I went into a... a, a um, we have six minutes left. I went into a, this, this... My wife said, "Hun, you need to go and get a pedicure. And I thought, I don't... I don't, I don't Men don't do that. She said, yes, they do. Yes, so they I, do, I went Jeff. into the... I live in a very small town, so I went into this salon... Uh, all of the, the women in there were uh, from Thailand. Uh -huh. And I go in there and, I, and I, I'm walking in bare. Where your shoe? And I said, no shoe. I'm barefoot. This was within like the first year. And they say, what do you mean barefoot? I said, I'm barefoot. I live barefoot. And I shared the story um, with the girl that was uh, doing my feet. And she goes and tells the uh, owner. The owner comes over, also Asian, older woman. She said, you tell me story. So I told oh. her the story and she starts to cry. Oh. And she said, you do this to rescue the girl? She said, when I lived there, yeah. there were so many girls yep. like this. Mm -hmm. And she, she pushed the girl that was doing my feet. And she side. wanted she to said, do it. I do you. Yeah. And she said, you my hero. Wow. And I said, no, no hero, no hero. I just do this uh, because I believe my God told me to. Yeah. And she said, at the end, she would not, she refused to charge me, but I had to give, you know, I believed in giving a big tip yes, to, the, to the girl. And she said, you come in anytime. She said, yeah. I do you, no charge for you. Yeah. And I've gone in there a few times and I feel awkward doing that. No. But the woman next yeah. to me, she's like this, she's, Ah, she said, this is heaven. I said, really? I said, this is hell to me. I said, I, it just really just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, I, I get tickled when I get my feet done. I can't, no. I freak out. But. but, but I do take care of my feet, you know, yeah. I, I have to, you know, because I, I am barefoot. But uh, again, if it raises awareness, mm -hmm. then then that's good. Yeah. You know, the theme in my book, uh, the, throughout the, the book, I have a, a theme. Awareness is good, mm -hmm. but awareness without action is apathy. Yeah, it is. If I make you aware of something, you right. choose to do nothing about it. What have I accomplished? It's the same thing with your, with your viewers. Yes. You're, you're sitting here making them aware of a situation in our world that is so horrendous yes. to the lives that are being destroyed right. um, that we are hopefully bringing back uh, to some semblance of normalcy and helping to have these girls become productive citizens, whether Absolutely. they, whether it be here in uh, Las Vegas or wherever, wherever yeah. it is in the world yeah. um, to, for their healing yeah. and if they do nothing, what have you accomplished? We don't sit here. You're not sitting here talking to your uh, viewers to tickle their ears with these stories. You're doing it, hopefully, to motivate them to action. Your viewers need to be motivated to action. So what does that mean? They can write a check. They could, they don't, and if they don't have the funds, people say, I hear this all the time. I don't have any money, uh, especially with college students or high school students. I'll say, don't, that just means nothing to me. Let me tell you the story of eight year old Bray Lynn in, La, in uh, 
Anchorage, Alaska. She heard about this barefoot guy. Two minutes. She heard about this barefoot guy Mm -hmm. that lives barefoot to rescue children that are trafficked for sex. And this is what she told her parents. We have to help him. Eight years old, she got a recipe to make peanut butter flavored dog biscuits. She baked them. She baked them in her little outfit. She baked them. She bagged them. She labeled them. She sold them the first year. She raised $1,200. Eight years old. Wow. The second year, she did it as part of a a barefoot mom. She raised $1,500. The third year, $1,800. So when people say, oh, I don't have the money, well, then do something to raise it. You can do something. Do How can they get a hold of Take you? Take action. Jeff, how yeah. can they get a hold of you? Because we're going to so do part easy. two, because I have a couple more questions to ask you. It doesn't get easier for me. Yeah. You know, I, I how was, do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? They want you to speak. They want you to get your book. Go to our website. Our website is easiest to remember. Yeah. My organization's Joy International. My website is joy.org. My email, jeff at joy.org. And literally, it's like the... It reminds me of Christmas, but it just does <laughs> yeah. the way your your uh, logo is. And well, it's just fun. Joy to the world. That's right. Joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. <laughs> Where? Where? <laughs> it's in my feet. <laughs> well, listen, Jeff, let's have you come back. Part two, because I have more questions to ask you about the wonderful work that you're doing to change our world, because it's not just United States. You're traveling everywhere. And you're, you're sharing this message. And Jesus said that we would do greater things than him. And I believe mm-hmm. you're doing that. So thank, thank you for you. coming. Thanks. And I will gladly welcome you back. And friends, I thank you so much for joining us on Annie's Pink Chair. We'll see you here, there, and in the air, and on Annie's Pink Chair next time. We need partners like you to step up and stand with our ladies and say, I believe in your now. I believe in your healing and your future. And here's my $20 a month. Here's my $50 a month. Here's my $500 a month to go towards your healing, to go towards your trauma therapy, to go towards your cooking classes, to go towards your job readiness classes, to go towards your college. This is what I want to give as a gift to these wonderful human beings that are being restored from the horrible ravages of trafficking. Give us a support because we are in need of monthly donors just like you. And by you giving a dollar or more or a thousand dollars from a dollar to 10,000, whatever that looks like, you are going to be changing someone's lives. And our lives that we work with are precious. Please join us today and go to pinkchair.org, click on donate. Join us in the fight against sex trafficking. Hi, Annie Lobert here, and I talk a lot about my story, and I relate it to a lot of the talks I have with my guests and my own little preaches that I do on this show, and I just wanted to inform you about my book that I wrote. This was my name when I was in the game, Fallon. My name was Fallon York, but this is Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. Super simple. Go to our website, pinkchair.org. You can get your own book. This reads like a movie. But not only that, my friends, this shows you what sex trafficking is in our own backyard, the United States. It also talks about the Destiny House, a place and also the Dream House where we bring 
are victims of trafficking to turn them into victors of trafficking, where they get trauma therapy, they get stabilized from their terrible abuses they've been through, and they have equine therapy, art therapy, they get their own personal trainer. You guys name it, they get it. They get new clothes, they're fed, and guess what? It's free, 100% free. That's why, my friends, I need to ask you a big favor. We do nothing but donations to keep this place open, and we need your help right now. Would you please go to pinkchair.org and click on Donate? Become a monthly partner. It's super easy to give up a coffee once a month, isn't it? Or maybe a shopping spree. Wouldn't it be nice to donate that to our housing? We have two houses and three apartments. Thank you so much. Yeah.